Time to get real. I want to see some crazy whizbiz. What's the matter you need out of Ding Dong? I want to see some of that whizbiz. Welcome back to the WizBiz with Alex and Eric podcast. That was awkward. Welcome back to WizBiz with Alex and Eric. It's a podcast. We are a podcast about Adventure Time. And uh, my name is Eric. And my name is Alex. That's true. And in this episode, we are covering Adventure Time Season 4, Episode 9, Princess Monster Wife, and Episode 10, Goliad. And we'll also... Uh, speak super briefly about episode eight, Hug Wolf, though that's one of those episodes that we think you can skip. So uh, feel free to skip that part of our discussion. Yeah, I, I, I have things to say about that episode, about all three of these, but that one in particular. Uh, Eric, I first want to say to you officially, happy first episode that we recorded in the year 2024. Yeah, I would like to say to you also, how about just happy new year? And happy new year to our listeners. I, th- I think we had told everybody that we were going to, or we were going to start season four on, uh, at the end of last year, but then both of us wised up and we're like, why don't we wait until the new year? And then, you know, which was smart. I mean, that's the nice way to spin it. It's actually both of us didn't get around to recording more episodes. <laughs> that's then, true. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I, 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 we should have just went with your way that we look better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in my, in, in our defense, uh, it was December. I had a lot of holiday stuff to do. And then I was in, uh, you know, Central Oregon. So. Oh, yeah. No, but I mean, we could have done it in we could uh, have, October. But my like, there was nothing stopping us except for right. <laughs> uh, inherent laziness from the parts of both hosts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So how, how's it going? How's 2024 treating you so far? Um, parts of 2024 are excellent and parts are kind of crappy. I am uh, homesick, which is why we are recording remotely. Uh and that kind of sucks, but on the bright side, I have a hot toddy to drink, and I have a uh, a special surprise that might make a guest appearance later in the show. We've talked about you putting your special surprise during the show, like especially on video. It's one thing when it's in my apartment. I still don't want to see it, but when it's on video and recorded, let's just keep the special surprise in your pants. Oh, no, <laughs> you are not ready for this special surprise. This one is oh, even a, more oh, this is a better one. Okay. special. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Um, yeah. What exactly is involved in a hot toddy? Well, it kind of depends on how uh, complicated you're going to get. Uh, a really con- a really fancy hot toddy will have a slice of lemon with some whole cloves poked in it, a dollop of honey, a cinnamon stick, and then a good measure of uh, whiskey. And then it's topped off with hot water. Oh, so just whiskey and water that gets fancy flavorings. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I I don't hot. think I've ever actually had a hot toddy. I've only read about it in like Poirot books. Uh oh, and then sometimes it's done with uh tea, black tea instead of just hot water. And that can be good too, but mine is the uh the other kind. Except that I, instead of having a lemon with cloves in it, I just have a splash of lemon juice, which I mean, it that sounds pretty fucking good. good. Yeah. Speaking of Poirot, I've been reading Poirot uh recently and uh um, Oh man, those are good books. They they're fun. But there's this one that this lady is obsessed with drinking a uh, 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 drinking pink gin. And I'm like, I've never heard of pink gin before. So I look it up and it's gin uh-huh. with a certain type of red bitters in it that turns it pink. 
And I'm like, huh. that actually sounds kind of awesome. Just gin with bitters. So, I mean, well, I don't know what kind of- that sounds like Campari. Uh, I mean, Campari sounds like that thing that Ron Howard said on that episode of Star Trek. That's for three people. Uh, <laughs> he says, Campari. No, Campari is a uh, is a red bitters. It's really oh, good. Oh, it's Campari. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah, just- Yeah, hold on. Uh, I just looked it up on the internet. It looks like it's uh, gin with a dash of uh, Angostura bitters. Oh, really? It's it just regular that, ass bitters? Oh. Yeah, but Angostura bitters are, are 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 actually dark red, so it makes the whole drink pinkish. I thought I always thought it was brown. Oh, yeah, you know, you're right. It does kind of come out pink. I have that in my fridge. I put it in a lot of stuff. I, yeah, I guess that is kind of a pinkish color. Oh, cool. I might just buy some gin and try the shit out. Heck, that sounds like a good plan. I want to be like right, a vacationing English woman in the early 20th century. <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk really briefly about our skip episode, Hug Wolf. Um, exactly. I'm fine. Thanks for asking. My New Year's is going great. Uh, fine. How are you <laughs> no, doing? Okay. No, I don't Jesus give a shit. I have, nothing, I have nothing to talk about. I just thought it'd be funny to do that. Let's talk about Hug Wolf. Look, I'm a little, I'm a little spacey right now. <laughs> Dude, I've got I to... Literally, I have nothing to report on. I mean, unless you want to hear about how I've been going to a personal trainer and my boobs are really sore right now. <laughs> <laughs> are you getting any noticeable muscle yet? No, I mean, I'm new to this. Actually, wait, wait, funny. I said that as a joke, but I actually do have a very quick, funny gym anecdote from um, yesterday. I was uh, doing chest presses or something, some chest thing that you make your chest do stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and I was joking around was with the trainer. Was it Were you motorboating? I wish. Uh, I mean, I don't, because actually where the story goes, I would probably get slapped. So my, I was talking to my trainer and, like, and I was having trouble because I kept pushing with my triceps instead of my, my chest. So he's like trying to give me like uh-huh. form review and how to like re, re align myself. So I'm like, oh yeah, that's feeling, that's feeling chesty. And he's like, he's like, yeah, that's funny, chesty. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's funny. But then I go, oh yeah, yeah, definitely chesty. But I said that as a very chesty woman was like three feet in front of my machine <laughs> and I'm pretty, but so in front of her about 10 feet is a mirror. And I'm pretty sure I saw the reflected face of someone that just thought she was referred to as being chesty. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, no, I was just saying stupid things about my own anatomy. Well, uh, you know, maybe maybe she took it as a compliment. Her face did not read that way. She's an attractive <laughs> woman with big boobs at a gym. I'm pretty sure she's real fucking tired of fat middle-aged guys saying shit about her. But okay, that was my story. <laughs> Hug Wolf. Okay. Hug I Wolf. have thoughts. One, remember that show Airwolf from the 80s? Yes, in fact, I mean the music. Exactly. It doesn't. That should be Hug Wolf. There's my thought. And okay, okay. Of the three episodes that we did tonight, I think the skip episode is my favorite. I don't really care for the next two. They're not bad. I truly. I don't really care, but I really like the Hug Wolf one. I'm like, ah, shit. Maybe we should have done. I didn't take notes or anything because I'm like, we're doing it as a skip episode. But like, damn, this one's actually a really amusing episode. It's got nothing to do with occultism or anything. I mean, I truly do. I truly do enjoy the episode, and um, and it was hard for me to put to put it on the skip list. You know, I looked at it and I was like, doesn't have anything to do. But honestly, there is something in this that is kind of a D and D reference, which is the whole uh, lycanthrope thing. Which I know is from it's from folklore, but in D anD D you can there are lots of werewolves and you can get attacked by werewolves and turned into one. Uh, I I enjoyed um, who's the strong cupcake guy? I forgot his name. Isn't that just Mister Cupcake? Oh yeah, I think it is just Mister Cupcake. But he calls him like a lycanthrope. Like he's got a really yeah, weird yeah, pronunciation yeah. of it, which I found very amusing. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. But honestly, is that a word that either of us have heard said out loud by someone who knows how to pronounce it? A lycanthrope. 
Or Lickenthrope? Why no, it's Lickenthrope. Why no, not? I've heard it like a Why million times. Why is it times. You never watch those movies oh, yeah. with Kate Beckinsale? They say that every six minutes. It's okay, the Lycans versus the vampires. All right. Okay. That's a good point. I've seen those movies too. Yeah. Also, uh, and here's a fun thing that uh, I thought of last week and I was telling somebody about when I was in high school, I wrote a paper about modern vampirism and my teacher liked it so much that I did a follow-up on like anthropy. <laughs> yeah. My high school experience was, was idiotic. <laughs> I think it's always good when you can find something that entertains your teacher enough that it helps you figure out what the next paper is going to be, though. Well, she was kind of the first person that realized I was kind of smart because I just never cared about school and didn't pay attention to anything. And Man, uh, those East Coast standards are awful low. And all the best schools in the country are on the East Coast, so <laughs> in your face. Um, <laughs> except for a couple in California. But uh, no, I just didn't care. And everybody just assumed I was studying and trying hard. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, like a BC student uh, in younger years. And I'm like, no, I've never studied ever. I just... I just don't like doing this. So she realized, but anyway, she realized it because I was using fancy Greek words. And she's like, how do you know that? I'm like, I don't know. I read books. Like, why, why wouldn't I know that? And she's like, oh, you're one of those. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that thus led readers. me down my course of my passion for not giving a shit about going to school. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, um, yeah. So Hug Wolf, I like for, for a number of reasons. One. Yeah. I love the, I love the idea of a beneficent or at least uh at worst mildly creepy version of like a cryptid like you know you don't get like a lot of the cryptids are like like the chupacabra is the goat sucker it's not giving immoral like he's he's sucking the goat's blood you don't have a lot of like positive cryptids and i like i'm just going around giving people hugs but i got like cute little heart feet <laughs> like it's fun yeah although you know the candy people do point out at some point that the thing is uh the hug wolf hugs you without consent Yes, but we've established on this show that consent doesn't matter in the world of in the world of Ooh. <laughs> not in the real world. Consent matters. Everybody at home, listen. Not like everybody would take yeah, my in advice. the real actually, world. You must have consent. No, even the shit I say in the show, consent. I should probably say consent doesn't matter because I would actually probably get more people to care about consent. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that feels gross. No, no, I'm not going to. I just was thinking about it. Um, you know, I think that's fine, and I love the resolution of. Uh, uh, they hug so hard that they both turn back into humans or yeah, human and uh, line, whatever uh, the fuck that thing I'm is. I'm going to hug you up. You call that a hug? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. We've talked a long time about the skip episode that has nothing to do with our, 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 the theme of our podcast. Oh, wait, no, no. There is a slight uh, part of the remit on here though. He does oh, go to oh. like some kind of uh, uh, creature legendarium in the library. Yeah. Which feels very kind of on on our vibe, you know, going to the library, getting into a weird book. And True. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of a lateral Harry Potter reference there of the uh, – I forget what they call that, the 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 adult section of the occult book. There was a sign that used the same verbiage, the restricted oh, really? section. Well, good. I, I, I approve of there being restricted sections. Yes. Uh, and I say that now because, boy, am I going to shit on a different transphobe later in this episode. So get ready, people. If you're anybody on the Wait right wing, you're not going to like this oh. one. <laughs> Ooh. All yeah. right. Okay. I can't imagine anybody on the right wing is still fucking here after the garbage I spout. <laughs> <laughs> Called your god a cunt at least three times on the show. <laughs> we all must uh, cultivate our gardens. Yeah, I, I'm I'm an apartment guy. I don't have a garden. Oh, no. It's just, you know... Uh, Never mind. Never mind. Oh, that's that like a, one of those uh, those meteors that writers use, right? A meteor? Yeah, like a meteor. Like when you say something to mean something else. They're kind of like smileys. 
It was it was a meteor, okay. but it was also a, a Voltaire quote. Oh, you know, I, sorry. I, here's the thing. I never heard that word out loud before. Is that not how you pronounce it? Fuck. <laughs> you know, for someone with no short-term memory, I have good callback ability. <laughs> the, uh, oh, wait, 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 sorry, wait. You turn oh, that off. Oh. It sounds like you've got some missing parts. Because the next episode is... Princess Monster Wife, which is a bunch of missing parts. Oh, there we go. Let's talk about some missing parts. This is, I, I really like this episode. It's creepy. Yeah, uh, I'm a fan of it. I don't, I wouldn't say I really like it, but it's fine. There's two downsides, though. And going back to the okay. Adventure Time has really bad values for people. This episode somewhat says that if you're ugly or have had some kind of facial reconstructive surgery, you deserve to be chopped back up in your constituent parts because beauty is actually on the outside. Okay, that is halfway true, except except that that Ice King does, by the end of the episode, realize that beauty is within. No, he doesn't. He says, you stole all my stuff. His stuff meaning the parts of the princesses. That, that's his, his last line. But like when he is having his heartfelt talk with Princess Monster Wife, he says to her, like, I will love you even if you don't have any of those princess parts. Uh, yeah, I don't buy it, though, because he also refers to her as having a hot bod. He totally, you know, I mean, we have to remember Ice King is insane. So there's some point at which, you know, she's out of sight, out of mind, and his reaction goes back to like a default Ice King reaction. But Mm -hmm. I think that he literally had feelings for her and was able to, uh, I mean, it's a fucked up situation, right? He stole body parts from all these different princesses and made this Frankenstein princess golem okay and the other the other problem i have with this episode is as much as i like the music on the show frequently Uh this is a really bad ice king song it is a really bad ice king song but the thing about the ice king song is it is a shot for shot reconstruction of the magic carpet ride from a whole new world in disney's aladdin oh is that true yeah oh that's fun i mean so is it I don't know if I just agree. I don't know if I agree with myself when I said that's fun. <laughs> uh, is it fun? I don't know. Why did someone notice that? I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, it's funny. I'm not uh, going the- to go check. I, I'm sure I've seen Aladdin, but it, it was one of those Disney movies that came out after my Disney childhood phase. I was recording uh, with John of John Alex 8 stuff available at John Alex 8 Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Um, two episodes ago. Uh, we were chatting before we started the recording and I had a song stuck in my head and John had to figure it out for me. And I'm like, oh, John, what's this song? Dun, 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 dun. And he's like, oh, I think that's like the song from Aladdin. And I'm like, oh my God, that is the song from Aladdin. And I probably dun, haven't seen that dun, movie dun, dun, since dun. 1995 huh. or whatever the hell year that came out. But uh, somewhere is uh, uh, deep, in, deep in the recesses of my brain. And it's now come up in uh, two out of the last three episodes I've recorded. Have you heard there's there's some sort of conspiracy theory that Aladdin actually takes place, or it's one of those, um, it's not a conspiracy theory, it's one of those fan theories that Aladdin takes place tens of thousands of years in the future, and everything is a world created by the genie? Not, I've not heard the world created by genie, 10,000 or thousands of years in the future, because the genie makes pop culture references. Exactly. Uh, to the, to, in, you know, 70s through 90s or whatever. Um, right, right. So... The genie was that was the last time the genie was out of the bottle yeah, or something yeah. or or something happened where the world ended and the genie is sort of like recreating everything. Yeah, I always took it That's more like a, like it's an ooh situation where, you know, the genie yeah. just woke up after, you know, 
many years of slumber in the land of Ooh, and he's making like, hey, it's just like that episode of Laverne and Shirley. And Aladdin's like, I don't know what a fucking TV is, dude. Calm down. <laughs> my other I think th- the, those both are valid. I think those could both work. My other theory is that uh, Robin Williams isn't funny and just says a lot of stuff in a row and they just uh-huh. couldn't get him to stop. And that's how it happened. Do you think that 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 Robin Williams is funny because of the editors and not because of him? I think back in the 70s, doing a lot of coke and saying shit in a row really fast was funny. And then people like kind of gaslit themselves into thinking he's like this brilliant comic. Um, and I disagree. I mean, he's, he's oh. a very good entertainer, but I've never yeah, heard him say anything that when you look at the words is actually funny. Well, I think that with with comedy, delivery is a lot of it, isn't it? Yeah, but delivering a good joke and just delivering Robin Williams like, oh, look over there. Now just this woman uh, like that's that would get a laugh. Well, not that. That's terrible. But it's uh, uh, that's like if you look I mean, at it, it like this, you didn't actually laugh. say a yeah. joke. You said things in a row. Whatever. I, I don't need it. I've already I've already done shit on Robin Williams enough on various podcasts over the years. Yeah, stop shitting on Robin Williams. He's I love he's his dead. dramatic work, honestly. I think he's a terrific actor. I just I just don't think he's funny. Yeah. I mean, Good Morning Vietnam is a brilliant movie. Yeah, and, uh, and Good Will Hunting, I think he's fucking brilliant. And and uh, uh, he was, was wonderful he in, in One Hour Photo. Like, he was really subtle in the performance where he could have just gone over the top. Like, he's a really good dramatic actor. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of yeah. wish that was it. <laughs> but anyway, he's dead, so, you know. Rest in peace, Robin Williams. Yeah. I hope say? there's I hope there's piles of cocaine in the afterlife for you. I hope there's body razors in the afterlife for you. <laughs> Back to the episode. Um, so the princesses all show up. Uh, I got a I got a great screenshot of the the princess scene where all the princesses are there yes. because there's a couple of unusual princesses. First, Princess Doctor, or is it Doctor Princess? Doctor Princess, I think. Dr. Princess is there, even though we know she's not a princess and she's not a doctor. Apparently, she's princess enough to have some of her organs taken to be put into the Frankenstein monster. Um, There's a new princess there who has an arm coming out of her head, whose name is apparently Elbow Princess. I don't know if she ever shows up again. I hope not, because that's really dumb. (laughs) Yeah. She's just there so they can make the joke of, I took the kneecap from Elbow Princess or whatever other body part they took. Hips, hips. Yeah, I think hips, it was the yeah, hips yeah. from Elbow Princess. Um, and then the, the skeleton princess. Um, that's not Ghost Princess, is it? Who I think is it that? is. I think I that's, that, that's that one we've met before. Okay, okay. But it's kind of terrifying. Like, like LSP has, has a big chunk of her body taken away and then ice packs in it, which is super gross. Yeah. PB has part of her head missing and her tongue is just lolling out. And it's obvious that her brain is just completely gone. Well, that's so I, th- this is the part that I take small issue with. That's not what would happen. And it's established on the show. She would just become younger. Right. That's she, true. She was Except like, that there was some kind of magic used. Was there? It just looked like a saw. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like he would, what, what kind of, I just knew it was an ice saw, <laughs> an ice reciprocating saw. Um, yeah, no, that but was a good ice. joke, but it just, you know, it's not, it's not, uh, it doesn't work accurate with the canonically. Canon, yeah. And that ruins all humor. Oh, no. Oh, no. It needs no. to be canonically accurate to what be are funny. We do? You hear that, Robin Williams? <laughs> <laughs> He's listening from beyond the grave. I hope not. He seems like a nice guy. <laughs> and then poor hot dog princess, chopped in half. 
Yeah, Hot Dog Princess and Muscle Princess are the two that I feel the yeah, worst about. how do they live? They look like that's like actual anatomy. That's not like fun fantasy land candy or like, you know, a corpse like. Like that's like there's meat and shit. Yeah, I don't understand how Muscle Princess wasn't like squirting all over the place. See, that's why I think there's some kind of magic involved. Um, Maybe maybe it's like. Uh, it's more like a whatever like cold cauterization spell. is. You know, if you get caught with an ice blade, all of the uh, maybe maybe the I'm like thinking real quick. It's some kind of like portal technology. Oh, oh, like in uh, um, let's everybody fight the purple guy by Marvel, where they that guy gets his hand chopped off in the portal. I don't know anybody's name. Sure, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm going to agree. Yes, absolutely. Marvel that's End what it's Game like. or the the two where they fight oh. Thanos at the end. There's that scene where. I'm a big, strong, scary alien that doesn't have a name. I'm sure he has a name, but Doctor Strange chops uh-huh. his whole arm off and like with his oh, and it keeps wiggling around. His or something. portal power, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe something like that. Except I think that I think that so, I mean, there's a lot of unanswered questions with with Princess Monster Wife because she obviously has an independent being, like an independent soul, mm. or 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 a you know something that that is created by her. Because there's something left when all the parts are gone. Well, maybe it's uh, like a disincorporated soul just kind of saw what was going on and just jumped right in, you know? Like a like a wandering soul? Like maybe something that Ice King could see with his wizard eyes? Yeah, sure. Or, you know, I mean, I yeah. guess the same question is for, uh, you know, Frankenstein's monster of, you know, does, does, uh, does he have a soul? Because he is just made of parts of other people. Or is he the Right. I mean, it's the same question, and- right? So, uh, and and that, I think, is where we can sort of draw the uh, occult connection in this show. Like, first of all, there's this idea of, like, uh, the flesh golem, which is, is definitely based on Frankenstein's monster and is, is a D&D monster. But Frankenstein uh, starts off with all of these references to occult books that Dr. Frankenstein has been reading through and browsing through. And... Um, and he reads all of them and gets all of these occult ideas, especially stuff from like alchemy and things like that, uh, about kind of like the nature of life and how life could be created. And then he's like, but I'm discarding all of these in favor of modern science. And he takes his occult knowledge of how like souls work and then works with modern science, specifically electricity, which was fairly new at the time when the book was written. And um, and there's sort of this combination of science and magic that creates Frankenstein's monster and gives it its ability to, you know, be alive or whatever. Yeah. Play with flowers by that little girl. It's the only thing I know about. Yeah. <laughs> Have you not read the book? No, I've read the book. I just thought it'd be funny to say that. My favorite thing about that book, oh. well, not the book is brilliant, but like that thing that goes around on the internet where somebody hand wrote in at the last page of, of, uh, Frankenstein and says, and then Frankenstein popped back up for one second saying, it's cool if you just call me Frankenstein. I really don't mind. <laughs> You know, because there's that whole thing of, it's Frankenstein's monster. Look, we know who we're fucking talking about. Calm down. You're salty tonight. Gotta say. Salty. Salty Alex. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. It's okay. And I don't like being commented how salty I am, you fuck. (laughs) I felt bad saying fuck there. I I wanted to come up with, like, something, like, uh, cuter to, like, really get across, and I just, I failed. Sorry. In this episode, uh... Some things that are kind of disturbing. So, like, it turns out Ice King can make other people uh, fly, which I don't know that we've seen before. Have we? Hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, nothing's springing to mind, but that doesn't really mean much. 
So Gunter's um, child returns, kitten, the the oh, cat yeah. with the heart. So that that's that hatched out of uh, Gunter's the weird egg that Gunter was obsessed with. I did like the reveal, and this is something uh, where he's uh, doing the kind of Santa Claus thing, where he's like, "And Gunther, and Gunther, and Gun-, like it." He's saying all the things. Yeah. But he goes yeah. in the next room, and there's another penguin named Gunter. <laughs> well, like just with one T, no H. I'm like, that's fucking. Gr-. I don't know why, but that that really tickled me. Yeah, I mean, there were so many. Yeah, like all the penguins have names based on Gunter, but it's. But I don't know that it, that any other penguin name gets used in any other episode. It's pretty much all Gunter. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but it is cool to see Kitten there again. I don't know if Kitten continues to show up. It's a cute character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, the other part of this episode that I thought was fun it has nothing to do with the occult, but like where he uh, makes uh, the monster do a fashion show for the penguins. Oh, God. And uh, one of the penguins finally looks up and he just can't deal with how hideous she is and just vomits out like fish skeletons (laughs) and just gross penguin food. And then all the the penguins just go nuts and start rioting. I I loved that. I, I, yeah. I'm always a big fan of the penguins. So in the Ice King's kitchen, though, he had a, uh, he had a, a soap called Elf Suds. And then he had a microwave that that had a house plant in it. Yeah, gotta keep gotta keep your house on somewhere. Uh, there's also a really great uh, stylized Ice King looking handsome portrait that I've never seen before in his dining room. I wonder was it based on the time that uh, Ice King decided to go dating and he wore a suit and stuff? No, he kind of looks younger. Um, oh, like his beard is like a little trimmer. I don't know how to describe it. I probably should have screenshot it, but I was watching on my uh, TV and. If there's a way to screenshot, oh, wow. other than just taking a picture of my phone, I don't know what it is. And I'm not that old yet. <laughs> yeah. And then Ice King did have some really good lines like, uh, girl, I love you as much as all the other princesses in the world combined. Yeah. I mean, I guess, because like they are all the other princesses in the world combined. Right. I yeah. mean, it's it's creepy. It's, yeah. it's And then at the end, when the when that cloak flutters back into the room, you know, though my parts be scattered i shall always be your wife like who was that maybe it was i don't know wind sentient wind sentient i mean why not there's sentient everything in there's sentient world. clouds yeah there's sentient clouds yeah i don't know if i've got anything else about this episode um in terms of the occult stuff i think like the question of uh, creation of life is sort of interesting the the ensouling of bodies um, it's kind of fascinating. You know, another thing that's really weird about this is all of the princesses are made of different stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, Princess Bubblegum is made of bubblegum, Slime Princess is made of slime, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And somehow they can still all be combined to one creature. Yeah. So there was definitely some other kind of magical animating force holding everything together. Maybe it's like that hat from Frosty. You know, like whatever those clothes are that they're wearing is actually made from the material. Let's say material is Frosty's hat. <laughs> I guess that's possible. Is it Frosty that's got the magic hat? Am I getting that confused? Yeah, yeah. Frosty okay, and yeah. Snowman. Yeah. There must have been some magic in that old top hat they found. Oh, that's right. When they put it on his head, he began to dance around. I just, until you sung it right there, I just realized that's the same kind of beat to the uh, Gilligan's Island theme. Uh, it's probably like Common Verse or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, because they they once yeah, um, yeah. I got nothing else on that episode. Okay, okay. Well, then I have something exciting to show you. Uh, okay. 
Would you close your eyes? I know what it is. No, close your eyes. All right, my eyes are closed. God damn it. <laughs> Very helpful. There you go. I hear that. I mean, I... Okay, how's that? Well, I mean, there must be some magic in that old keytar you found. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Anyhow, I got a keytar. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm very happy to hear you got a keytar because you have been mentioning getting a keytar for, I'm going to say, at least two or three years now. Um, I think I really kind of got started to get serious about getting a keytar uh, around a year ago. Because you've, you've mentioned it over the years, like, to an unhealthy <laughs> amount. <laughs> like, I was starting to get worried about your guitar addiction. <laughs> well, worry no longer. I am in guitard. Uh, and, uh, and who knows? Maybe I, maybe I will uh, uh, record a new version of our theme song using the guitar. I mean, it'll sound the same because it's guitar. The guitar is a MIDI controller, and I used a MIDI controller, you know, so it won't be that exciting. Yeah, I mean, but I it'll know, be a keytar. You can get a video of you playing it and post it. Some, I guess I somewhere. could, uh, I could learn how to play the play our theme song well enough that I could play it on Twitch with the keytar. Yeah, keytar the shit out of it. Yeah, maybe I will. Okay, so Alex, uh, now that we've paid attention to my keytar and how incredibly sexy and amazing it is, um, I have to ask: Do you have any? Shiny rocks, man. Us. I got a bunch of shiny rocks because we haven't recorded in a while, and I've been, um, I've been saving them up. So um, I've been saving them up too, and I'm looking forward to unleashing some of mine next episode. What do I want to start with? Okay, I'll start with one that's just a quick, quick line because um, I thought it was funny. I heard um, uh, an English person refer to uh, American English as President's English. Which is delightful instead of the King's English or the Queen's English, President's English. <laughs> I love that. Yes, it I is. Love that. I don't know if that's original. I don't even remember who the fuck said it. I just, I heard it somewhere. I'm like, that is, that is absolutely terrific. And I want to share it with the audience, uh, making sure to give credit to someone that isn't me. So you've got, you know, 7.99 billion people to choose from. But yeah. I mean, thinking back uh, amongst all the presidents that we've seen in our lifetime, the only president who doesn't talk with kind of a generic, East Coast accent that I can think of would have been W. Did his right? dad? Like everybody else kind of. Did his dad have an accent? I don't remember how his dad spoke. I don't remember his dad having an accent. Yeah, I don't remember either. Um, I just remember him being really creepy. Well, Reagan had no. Reagan, oh, Reagan just had like a weird way of talking. That wasn't really an accent. Reagan was almost kind of a, a, a mid Atlantic, almost. Was Car? I wasn't alive for Carter, but I think Carter had a Southern accent. Were you alive for Carter? Uh, I was, but I was very young. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. One more vote for the East Coast being the superior right. one, even though I moved here for a the reason. The president's English. Yeah. Uh, I saw something. Um, I wish I could remember what it was, but I, I did see something on the break that made me think of you because it was about uh, West Coasters and their inability to recognize vowels. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying, though. I think I might be uh, getting a little okay at it. You're You're better at... Uh, pronouncing them than most West Coasters. So you've got that going for you. 
hearing them is the trick. Like some of them, like I can tell the difference between pen and pin really easily. Yeah. Aaron and Aaron are a little harder for me to hear. Yeah, see, I heard you do it separately, which is good because most people, uh, when I bring this up, say the same word twice. And it's like, no, sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're hard to hear, but I, I think I can say them. Um, but uh, yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. West Coasters, we've gotten really lazy with our vowel noises and we we uh, we basically schwa everything. We turn everything into like the, the least interesting vowel. So, so use your vowels. Make your vowels... Yeah. Um, which is... Big part of the reason why people say, and it's not far from the truth that that you know parts of the West Coast don't have an accent. It's because they don't have a a strong accent. They've got like a a laxent. Like there's no a there's, there's no yeah. like a punchy like you know you can't do a, an impression of somebody from from Oregon. Right. I mean, you could do an impression uh, from a from a really rural Oregon. Oh yeah, because yeah. Because there are some. There are some strong rural yeah. Oregon accents. But Hayseed's going to hey. The, like, I mean, them, I mean, like. Them dar hills. Yeah, no, no. I mean places that matter. No, no, no place yeah. that says Washington. Hey. Well, like, I'm just saying hey, everybody and everything from rural Oregon is a piece of shit. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying. Hey. <laughs> no, no. I just mean like a population center accent. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, all right. So I, I more... mean, I do say Washington, but kind of as a joke. What What do I say? I, I say Washington. Oh, do you throw the R in there? <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So one more thing, and it's so I I was completely unaware of this, and I don't know if it's super popular. But do you know the Shavian alphabet? Is that familiar to you? Yes, I do know the Shavian alphabet. How do I know the Shavian alphabet? I feel like I was just reading about this. Well, I'll tell the audience about it. Uh, so okay, tell me. It's tell it's them. name. So basically, it's somebody tried to figure out uh, Ronald Kingsley <sighs> Reed tried to figure out a new yes. uh, 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 alphabet for English because English mm-hmm. is a stupid alphabet that a lot of the letters kind of overlap and whatever and don't make a lot of sense. So the idea is it's an alphabet that's phonetic. Mm-hmm. So every letter represents an actual phoneme instead of like this kind of weird arbitrary thing that the English alphabet is. And there's uh, three different uh, things. There's like, uh, there's tall, short, and some other one. I didn't do the research well enough. Oh, sorry. Uh, tall, deep, and short. So one is like aspirated consonants, like mm. Uh, well, that no, it's not aspirate, but mm-hmm. like there's cuz, you know, the ones that you don't have to like voice and then there's voice consonants and then there's like vowel sounds and there's, there's slightly more complicated than that, but it, uh, it's really interesting and you end up using a lot less letters, uh, when writing it's super, mm-hmm. you know, it's significantly more efficient. Um, but the, the theory why it didn't catch on is cause it's essentially useless in a lot of other languages. <laughs> you know, the second, like yeah, the second yeah. that, that even sniffs but China, also- it falls to fucking pieces. <laughs> But it also doesn't work across the United States because uh, accents are – or across English speakers. No, right? no, because it does. That's the thing so is different. you spell it the way that it's pronounced. There's not – But that's the problem. No, no, but that's – no, but that's one of the – see, you're seeing that as a as a flaw. It's meant to be as a feature in the design. Is right, that, right. But it doesn't work – it doesn't – so like somebody who has a strong like upper class British accent, yeah. English accent, would would spell like – car differently than someone in Oregon. Oh no, totally. But that's kind of the 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 positive of it because you're reading in the voice of the writer. Okay, that's a positive and a negative. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean obviously, I mean yeah. it didn't catch on. <laughs> you know, it's a, yeah. it's part of the, well, a lot of the reasons I we don't speak Esperanto. Now, um I heard about this because uh YouTube fed me a video about it recently. That is how I found out about it. <laughs> so maybe we've watched the same Holy video. Holy shit. Yeah. Are, were we both logged into like the the 
the uh, WizBiz YouTube accidentally? Uh, no, no, it was it was fed to my regular uh, YouTube. I get a lot of uh, language stuff to my YouTube, so this was this was not surprising. Me too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, right, the so alphabet, everybody should so look far it up. there it's have really been zero shiny rocks. What's that? Give us a shiny rock. I, I feel like that was a shiny rock. Well, that was like that wasn't like a okay. Okay, Shavian Alphabet. Okay, when when I introduced Shiny Rocks, I said an interesting thing I found usually word-based. I, I control the <laughs> segment, and now I'll give you I'll give you a full I'll oh give you a traditional God. shiny okay. rock. Okay, traditional shiny rock. Uh pick uh number one or number two. Number one always. Uh number one always. Uh you maybe would have to click a link. Um I this is a common word and I just never run into it. Uh uh do you know what a uh deuteragonist is? Deuteragonist. Yeah, deuteragonist. Um, hey, that's hard to pronounce. Deuteragonist? It's, uh, it's, it's the same word. It's, it's related to protagonist. I'm having trouble pronouncing it because it's not a word I say all that often. Uh, uh, I don't know what it is then. No. Oh, no, good. What is okay. Because uh, I think maybe uh, people that went to theater might know it. But it's the actor taking the second most important thing in a, in a drama. Or like the foil oh, of a piece. Right. Okay. Cool. So I That's think the D E U T is kind of like the the number two, you know, and then right. agonist. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Deutagonist? Well, the pronunciation is D U with an umlaut dash T upside down E dash R A dash G upside down E dash N I S T, which is why I was struggling. Deutagonist. Deutagonist. Yeah, that's kind of what well, I was going with, but it was, it's hard to get your mouth around. But I bet you if I was looking at protagonist it in the same, you know, that uh, – what what the hell do you call that spelling? Phonetic spelling or whatever? Uh, Shavian. Yeah, yeah. when you look at him, Shavian. I bet you I'd have trouble pronouncing uh, protagonist if I was actually looking at it broken down like that. Deuteragonist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, it's yeah. a cool word. Okay. I'm, I'm never okay. going to use it, but it's a cool word. Maybe I'll run into it sometime uh, reading reading a book. No, I use it. I, I, I mean, you're definitely the deuteragonist of this podcast, for instance. Wait a second. I'm first build, though. Yeah, that's just kindness or alphabetical order. <laughs> well, only in this alphabet, in Shavian. Uh... <laughs> yes. All right, are we back? I have a Star Wars mug. I found a four pack of mugs in one of those uh, free giveaway piles. Uh, of Star Wars mugs with pack hot of cocoa. Star Wars mugs? Um, That's and the hot cocoa was expired nice. uh, 14 years ago. <laughs> I didn't try it, but I was just How does hot cocoa expire? Like, did, did you try it anyhow? No, I, if it was like five years, I might, but like 14 is like, that's, I don't even know what would that's happen. That's a there. lot of years. Yeah, that's a lot of know. years. Like, I mean, I mean, it's dried. It probably would have been fine, but like, I don't even like hot cocoa that much. So it was, you know, all worked out in the end. Are you ready now for uh, episode the next? Episode the next being episode 10, Goliad. Uh, I really yes. like this one. So episode 10, Goliad. I want to tell the audience a quick little aside, and it has everything to do with this. I should have said at the beginning. Um, if you're watching Adventure Time on Hulu, they're in the Wikipedia order, which I believe is to be the original broadcast order. And not the weird HBO right, Max right. That, mishmash that uh, we we've been dealing with. So if you have a Hulu subscription, it might be uh, uh, more logical for you to watch it over there. That's a that's a really good point. Um, I am probably going to keep watching it on on Max, but um, but it it will continue to annoy me. Yeah, I the only reason I'm doing it this way 
is uh, I got Hulu for something else for uh, the other podcast. And uh, if you bundle it with Disney. What was the other podcast again? Uh, oh, John and Alex Hate Stuff. John and Alex Hate Stuff. Yes. Uh, if you bundle it with Disney Plus, uh-huh. uh, it's like super cheap. And those two together are cheaper than HBO. So I just canceled HBO for a few months. Oh. Yeah, I think I might need to cancel one too. Uh, you know, Netflix has been doing really, really well lately. Uh, yes. Oh. Surprising. Surprising. I mean, whatever. This, who knows if this gets in the episode, but I have a firm uh, Netflix recommendation. Pluto on Netflix. The uh, uh, it's a it's based on Pluto? a really famous run of Pluto. Astro Boy uh, manga, and it is really, really? good. Um, it's just came out like pretty recently. Give it a watch. Well, I'm going to recommend then, in, in case if I didn't already, Blue Eye Samurai. Did you recommend this to me? I told you somebody else recommended it. Uh, I was saying Scavenger's Reign is amazing, and people were telling me Blue-Eyed Samurai yeah, is at that same uh, level. Yeah, I would say definitely go check out both of those shows. Yeah, and if, if you're on only, Netflix, only one of make sure to Netflix. not watch Zack Snyder's uh, Rebel Moon, because it's garbage. <laughs> did you try that? Did you watch I it? I did. It's literally out of They're focus. They're pushing it hard. Significant, significant amount of the film. Like, Anytime special effects in the background meet uh, like real life in the foreground, it gets this, um, uh-huh. it almost looks like it's filmed in 3D. Like you get this green and red kind of aura around stuff. And it looks like it's like, oh, this movie was made for 3D and we're watching a non-3D, but it wasn't. It's just, it, oh, it's really bad. And the plot's terrible and the acting's bad. God, I, I want to watch it now. I, I mean, you, honestly, you sold me. I'm totally. It's not like, it's not like there isn't good stuff within the crap. Like, there's a really cool looking robot. Yeah. There's a couple of good, like, kind of action sequences, but, like, it's not, it is, I rarely say this because I have all the time in the world, but it's not worth your time. But it's not like you're going to go, oh, man, what an utter piece of shit. It's it's just more like a, wow, that was pretty bad. And, like, you, then you forget most of it. Like, it's basically just, imagine Star Wars, but some idiot did it. Or a different idiot did it. <laughs> oh, oh, like the, like the, um... Like the sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine, imagine, uh, okay. imagine Rise of Skywalker, but uh, sli- oh, like God. slightly less Jedi. <laughs> okay, I can imagine that. Uh, you know, I did at uh, some point in the last couple of months. I watched um, Justice League for the first time. The the Snyder one or the Whedon one? The one that was theatrical. Okay, yeah, least. that's the Whedon one. Yeah, the Snyder one is the longer okay. one that's been broken up into like four parts. Holy shit! I mean, isn't it the same footage? So no. Uh, Whedon shot extra footage to make his version of it because uh, Zack Snyder dropped out during the production for family reasons. Um, then Snyder somehow mm. convinced uh, uh, whoever does that, uh, HBO, I guess, or Warner Brothers, to give him more money. Oh, so he right, filmed right, extra right. So stuff they released the Snyder cut. Uh, his version, which is like four hours long. And honestly, it's not bad. Uh, it's much better than, than really? the Whedon version. And I, I'm a Joss Whedon fan, but like he didn't. He didn't, the Whedon version was was okay. I, that's generous of you. I don't hate it, but it's it's rough. <laughs> I was, you know, I mean, I was comparing it to uh, Aquaman. Oh, it's and, better than Aquaman. Uh, yeah. Batman versus Superman. Well, I mean, it's just you know they're in the same. Yeah, universe, yeah. No, you're, right? you're you're right. Yeah, comparison comparison to them, they're they're totally right. Um, so let's talk about Goliad, uh, which I just realized it's the name of a town in Texas. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's cool. Got to be something else. Well, isn't Pendleton from Texas? So that would make sense. I don't know. I know. The reason I think that is because uh, the actress that plays 
um, tree trunks is has a thick Texas Texas accent, and that lady knew oh, Pendleton's mom. So one assumes that this right. took and place they were in like, Texas. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's get let's get a big thing out of the way here because I said I was going to mock a transphobe. Goliad is played by an actress named Wendy Linehan. Linehan, uh-huh. and her brother plays um, Stormo. Whatever the the the, the other Sphinx. Storm up. Yeah, yeah. And that's Henry. Uh, so they are the children of uh, an absolute piece of shit called Graham Lanahan. Who's this? He's a very funny um, British uh, TV sitcom writer. I think Father Ted might be him. However, he's literally an anti-trans activist. Like, not like he says random. Oh, he's not like being canceled for saying like random stuff. Like, he's significantly worse than J.K. Rowling. Like, he goes off on... Like everything, it's he says disgusting things uh, about trans people. Like he is, he is an absolute fucking monster of a human. Okay, monster might be the exact oh, reason, but he's bummer. a piece of shit. Like he's an utter, utter piece of shit. Um, and I just want to be clear. You know, he also helped write black books. Yeah, would, yeah, because that's the thing. He, I was a fan of his writing. Like he's talented, and it's frustrating because it's another fucking J.K. Rowling situation. Where like, why must you take away all? But just shut up. Don't say the things. But uh, yeah, he's gone completely off edge, just screaming. Like he says, really, really like it's like he's saying the quiet part out loud. This isn't like a subtle. I reach me things like you just. Yeah. Um, And so he's just a garbage human. He's a garbage human. And I, you know, I try not to like be a call out kind of person, except for Jesus. I call him out all the time. Um, But I just I didn't know. John turned me on to him being a piece of shit because he's written really great stuff. Uh He's a funny man. Uh, that I just like to spread the word that if you happen to not know that, because we're in America and you might not, you know, these these stories aren't fed to you. Uh, don't support that man. If anything, if there's some way to give him money, don't do that. His kids are adorable and they make fun voices. I think voices. it's fair to yeah. say that Wizbiz with Alex and Eric's shit list uh, includes Jesus and Graham Linehan. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, to be fair, Jesus is... Not necessarily in that order. The Jesus thing is, is more his followers. I actually don't really have too much of a problem with uh, uh, most of his uh, teachings. Except that if Jesus is really omnipotent, then his followers are that way because of him on purpose. Yeah, but he's more his dad's omnipotent, and Je- Jesus is just like a, like a spiritual Nepo baby. Now, don't turn into a Jansenist on me. Everybody knows that Jesus and his dad are the same person, which is also super creepy. Oh, yeah. What's that called? The triskelion? What's, that? What tri- what's the tri thing? <laughs> the trinity. It's the no, trinity. no, there's a fancy word for it. The tripartite God? Yeah, it's something like that. No, there's like a fancy, like something like that. I did. Yeah. I think that triskelion is. No, that, no, it's that, that symbol. symbol. I, was just, I was being silly. Yeah. So certainly it's the kind of Celtic looking symbol with the three things combined at the center. Yeah, the three spirals yeah, yeah. that all connect. Um, yeah, sorry. So I didn't mean to start off on a bad note. I just, uh, I found out about this guy. He was someone that I really liked his work and it's, and it sucks. So I want to like pile on it's, the, the, the misery onto him that, that, and we know that. Um, how did you connect to them? Because I found the names of the kids who did the voices and I went and looked for them and I couldn't find much on the internet about them. How did you find the connection? Uh, I saw a line of hand and, uh, and then, because uh, I was trying to figure out who played it, and they said it was Graham Linehan's kids. And I went, oh, Notorious Monster Graham Linehan. And who, who's they? Who's they? Google. I don't know. You use your weird uh, libertarian uh, search. Just <laughs> search the one that other people use. And, and it was like the first result. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's not a libertarian No, I know. I'm being facetious. Eric uses like an Jesus actual like, legitimate old school, we use algorithm, not training your brain for dopamine release <laughs> search engine. I just, yeah. I just use DuckDuckGo. Yeah. There's nothing mysterious about this. No, I don't know what's something mysterious. I'm going to put a link to DuckDuckGo in the show notes, in fact. No, I don't, yeah, it was just the first result in Google, and I saw Graham Line. I mean, if you didn't know Graham Linehan was a piece of shit, that wouldn't show up. I just went, oh, fuck, that's that piece of shit, Graham Linehan. Yeah. Right, right. But the reason they're on the show is because Pendleton, like, uh, found out that their kids really liked uh, Adventure Time and did, like, fun voices, uh, uh, like, impressions of Adventure Time characters. So he invited them on through uh-huh. Graham. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's Nepo, <laughs> Nepo baby uh, anti-trans activist. I mean, the kids might be great. I don't, I don't but, know anything about uh, them, obviously. It's possible, and and also, honestly, I bet you Graham probably hadn't gone. Oh, sorry, I should full. be very clear. You know, this is well before he was just a he was a very funny British writer. That this is long before any right. kind of him peeing a piece of shit was revealed. Holy um, shit, he was kicked off of Twitter. Yeah, you know, he's like a he's in twenty twenty like legitimately a piece of shit. Like this isn't like a subtle. Some of his quotes are really gross. Yeah. Oh my god. Like he talks. Like, yeah, yeah. I know, I'm not going to get into it, but yeah, he just. It, if for some reason you want to be violently angry at someone, look up Graham Linehan quotes about his views on trans people because he is disgusting. Just don't do it. Just yeah. don't do it. His Wikipedia page alone is enough to just. His, his the first line in his Wikipedia page is he's, uh, he's a monster like writer slash anti trans activist. It's like in the first two sentences. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. No, yeah, I hate him. I hate Sorry. him. Okay. Let's get back to it because we can start this episode okay. with something adorable that has nothing to do with this. Uh, Jake is a tiny little guy or uh, uh, in a stick fort that Finn made. Just adorable old Jake. Oh, man. What about, which is adorable. And then what about Peppermint Butler coming out of the ground? Very odd. Yeah, just weird what? gopher Peppermint what? Butler. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he, he's got like. <laughs> Are there secret tunnels? I was going to say, there's, there's, there's caverns underneath the uh, castle that you see him like doing experiments in at some point. So maybe he's got, yeah, a tunnel system under all of Ooh. Was there some sort of broken teleport? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I love Peabut. Pep butt, so it's always a good thing to see him in the episode, and um, it's too bad that he wasn't more of a major character. Yeah, and this one, his he voice just, is a little shows annoying, up and says, Hi. Yeah, yeah. Um, he also does get eaten by, or he gets shoved down Jake's throat, so Jake does have to puke him up later. Oh, yeah, that's right. Lucky. So this episode is part of the sort of like canon lore storyline. Princess Bubblegum is reacting to the sort of like existential terror that she experienced in Mortal Folly and Mortal Recoil, uh, which were the episodes, the the last episodes with the lich in them. And she is sort of like admitting like she's not immortal, but she's going to create an immortal creature. Yeah. To take her place as ruler of Candy Kingdom when she dies. But of course, as we saw in the previous episode rarely does the creation of major form of life go very well in ooh. I mean, in anywhere, really. You ever seen that Jurassic Park documentary? Man, yeah. <laughs> those dinosaurs were fucking violent. Life finds a way, Alex. You know, life finds a way. No, I'm I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. Yeah, hey, seriously. Hey, Peabots, I want to tell you about chaos theory. Um, It's it's an interesting <laughs> thing. So, so, so uh, not Peabots, uh, uh, Princess Bubblegum Bubs. is over a thousand years old at this point right i get that she can be killed but essentially she is a moral immortal it's goliad I mean, like does your bubblegum lose its flavor well? on the bed post overnight is goliad indestructible as well well that remains undetermined by the end of the episode um 
I mean, obviously, she's put a lot of work into this. You know, she mentioned something like she's been awake for like 83 hours. And she's created this sort of, she calls it a, what is it, a candy sphinx? Yes. And it's adorable. It's huge. It's probably like, you know, twice as tall as Princess Bubblegum. And it's kind of an adorable, cute, kitten-like pink thing with an anus in the middle of its forehead. As, as all cute things have. Yeah, yeah. The old forehead anus, it's very important. I mean, th- that's the question, right? Like, she creates an immortal creature with complete innocence and then sets it in the hand of yeah. Jake and So this Finn is a remarkably stupid to... thing for, for Princess Bubblegum. One... But she had sleep deprivation. Yes, but presumably there was a moment where the creature wakes up. Take a nap before that happens. Like, don't don't be up right. for 80-something hours. Then, <laughs> secondary to that, don't give this innocent, innocent child to the hands of Jake and Finn. It is Finn you might be able to get away with, but Jake, you've seen him be an absolute ass on multiple occasions. But, and we've seen Finn... We've seen Finn be so irresponsible. Like I'm, I'm just thinking back to some of the earlier episodes when when it was way more, when the show was so much more innocent and unaware of what was going on. And you know, Princess Bubblegum would like give them these complex missions that they would fail every single sure. time. But at least Finn, like at worst, he would train Goliad to be a like an idiot. You know, just like a a, a, a right. righteous, good-seeking <laughs> idiot. Like Jake, I mean, that yeah. you don't trust your kids with Jake. No. I mean, except Jake's kid. Well, nope, nope. Don't even trust Jake's kids with Jake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, look what happened to Ki Kwan or whatever that the jerk one is. Yeah, I mean, so Goliad ends up having psychic powers uh, thanks to a eyeball that emerges from its forehead. Oh, yeah, anus. terrific. Uh, before before we stock. get into his powers... uh. I like there's a sequence I really enjoyed in this episode where Finn and Jake are trying to raise Goliath or, or, or train him or whatever. So they bring it to like the Candy Kingdom preschool, for lack of a better word, maybe nursery school. Yeah. And um yeah. they are all incredibly the, the children there are incredibly uh misbehaved. And Jake tries to calm per- them down. Permanent sugar and they high. go, get his brain, get to his brain. And they start crawling inside of Jake's <laughs> skull. It is holy shit. I love that scene. Yeah, yeah. And um Jake's line when he like when he sneezes them all out or whatever, he's like, I'm Don Juan Cherry Tempo or yeah, something yeah. of that nature. I, I didn't look but but I loved it. It was so weird. Yeah, it's a terrific sequence. But yeah, so then uh Goliad is yeah. shown to have a psychic third eye that comes out and hangs out of his forehead anus and can both yeah. mind control and body control uh anything around it. Everybody yeah, and it learns the lesson yeah, that, I you mean, know, a, an iron fist dictatorship is the best way to lead. Yeah, basically, he's he, he'd make a great president. Or is Goliad a he or a she? A they. Goliad's a they. I think. Well. I think Stormo is referred to as a, as Finn's son. Yeah, for some reason, Goliad read female to me, but ever... I don't think they actually said she. Maybe they did. I don't think so either. Let's say it. But it, it, why not they? Because it's mean and wants to take over the universe and, you know, I want to take away its personhood. <sighs> okay, fine, fine, fine. Let's take away its personhood um, as much as possible because it turns out Goliad's very, very dangerous. But I loved the scene. So PB is, is trying to explain uh, how to be a gentle, good ruler and sort of the ins and outs of like balancing 
all of the acts of rulership in the kingdom and has the birds and the bees talk with Goliad. And it is so suggestive the way she describes the bees relationship with the flower and the, the animation on the screen with the bee sort of like very sensually like, yeah, you know, butt humping the flower like that. Like that is the most sexual thing we've seen on this show. Yes. And it was a total meteor. Yeah, it was, it was, um, kind of gross to be honest, but I'm fine with it, you know, <laughs> but yeah, uh, if you watch it, it's, I've always wondered it's very much humping the, 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 the stamen, whatever that, whatever that thing in the middle of flowers are. Yeah. But I mean, and PB explains, you know, that like each one gets something that they want from yeah. the other, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's, but I do have a question. This is relating to real life more. The the legendary birds and the bees talk. Um, did you ever get the talk? No. I'm wondering how do I've never been able to figure out what the birds and the bees talk would be. Like, what are you going to say about birds and bees? Is it what PB said? Is that the birds so, and the bees? I don't know, but here's a great line from The Simpsons about it. Uh, that Bart goes outside uh, in, in a nice day and he's like, ah, beautiful spring day. Bees in the air. The birds are out trying to have sex with them, presumably. <laughs> it's just like a fun like no i don't i don't know what it's i mean birds and the bees i guess it's no i don't know I, yeah i don't because they don't they don't have the same reproductive organs as us i don't yeah i don't know what that's supposed to be none of them do i mean like it's it's just it's so nonsensical like there's nothing a bird is going to do that's going to be anything like they don't they don't have sex the same way we do they don't even attract mates the same way we do they do it yeah. better with screaming and loud Yeah, and they colors. tell people where to go by dancing. Uh which actually is kinda like humans. It's bees. Yeah. Uh no, I don't I don't know. Maybe the audience at home can get at us uh and tell us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Please uh please uh what are we supposed to call it on Blue Sky? Squirt please squirt at us. Skeet. Skeet. Please skeet at us. Yeah. Skeet. Skeet please all skeet over at our us account. at Blue Sky. <laughs> they oh yeah, so PB makes a new candy sphinx to fight Goliad. Uh and the new uh-huh. candy sphinx uh, is made from the DNA of Finn, which was acquired without right. his permission. <laughs> Again, uh, she literally bred Finn without telling him. <laughs> this is a uh, this is a very low consent episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so so Goliad is so. I mean, while that's going on, Goliad is is trying to read Finn's mind to figure out what the um, what the plan is to stop him. And this is another sequence that I just really, really love because Finn is like actively taking control of his mind and using his imagination to control what he thinks about or alter what he thinks about. So Goliad's trying to force him to think about the plan. And Finn is just constantly being like, no, no, no. Like, you know, make princess bubblegum explode, uh, turn her head into a dolphin, uh, do all these things. And, and it's just this ongoing, like battle of images, which I really, really love. I think that's a very kind of occult way to look at this particular thing. And then here's something that I really, really want to ask you about. So like you've been doing the personal trainer thing and you've assuming, I assume you've been doing like your squats and your, your bench presses and all that kind of stuff. Do you ever sing the buff baby song while you're at the gym no my my trainer whispers it in my ear uh while i'm doing exercises though <laughs> it's kind of like an asmr thing just i'm a buff baby and baby. then <laughs> think of your man uh, and then i'm like oh lifting weights yeah <laughs> i'm a punch yeah, of your because i wanted to like the, the theory behind that is um that i'll do the exercise faster so that guy could stop whispering a song about a baby dancing from adventure time in my ear Oh, so it's reverse ASMR, kind of? Well, that's what he thinks. <laughs> or, 
I'm kind of there for okay, it. Okay, but mm-hmm. instead, <laughs> I hope he listens to this someday. Oh fuck! I didn't even think about that. You should tell no, him about I'm not the podcast. Going to, no, no, because yeah. this this will probably be the, the episode. <laughs> At the end of the episode, Stormo and Goliad are locked in eternal combat. They're evenly matched. They're sitting there locked in eternal combat. I really, really like this scene for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's it's uh, this thing happens in a much more plot significant way in Bravest Warriors, which is another Pendleton Ward show, where. Um, the psychic horse ends up locked in eternal mental combat with the Aeon worm. And then also it's this sort of like, it's sort of like an, an ongoing theme in like mythology where there's, where, where, where eternal cycles are sort of happened are sort of explained away mythologically. Yeah. Right. Like, um, uh, like in, in, in Egyptian mythology, like, uh, Apep and Ra, uh, every night Ra, the sun God, his skiff that bears the sun like goes into the eternal night and uh, Apep the serpent, you know, tries to fight him and there's a big battle and then dawn happens again. So if, if we don't do our part in the battle, Apep might win and the sun might not rise. Or then like in um, Zoroastrianism, there's uh, Ahura Mazda and Ahiman who are both like evenly matched cosmic beings, you know, one good, one evil. And their clash is so epic and eternal that it is sort of like born out in our lives here on earth. So I think that this episode, just like the previous one, both of them had to do with the creation of life, but they happen on like such different levels. Like ice King's life creation is so base, you know, and, and ends in a way where there, there was definitely some sort of life created, but it, but it, it was, it was lost. It drifted away. And here, Princess Bubblegum has done something like really momentous, and she's created life twice using a formula that could I, I presume could be repeated again. Like she could create a third Candy Sphinx if she wanted to, but what has happened is these two immortal, eternal creatures have ended up locked in combat. If Stormo ever fails, then Goliad will take over. Yeah, and and all the mythological points accurate. Like it very well done, but. She has the ability uh-huh. to create another beautiful one. He just she just needs a piece of hair from Finn, and then it's it's two v one, and you could just destroy get Goliath <laughs> destroyed. Like, if they're evenly matched, yes. if you get another one of the same power focusing on Goliad, it would be defeated, and you would have two basically omnipotent, pure of heart creatures watching over the Candy Kingdom. Maybe, but maybe she doesn't know if it's pure of heart. Maybe she just knows that it will follow. She knows that it'll follow this. You command. see that Finn hair. Maybe that's pure of heart. All right, all right. You know, I've, I've, I think, I, I think we've seen enough Finn to appreciate that about him for sure. Yeah, and Finn realizes that um, Stormo is kind of his child, and he wishes it a happy birthday. Yeah, it's it's another one of those things that it's going to have to go in Finn's vault. Like, it's a weird, it's a weird ending. Uh, what you don't want you don't want your child to be immediately embroiled into an endless immortal battle with something else on the day of his birth. I mean, come on, that's every father's dream. Do I have to feed it and stuff? Like, how does that work? Nah, I think you just kind of like watch it. Maybe put it in front of a temple. It works for me. Yeah, I wonder right, if they can move it. them. I mean, because that'd be cool. That'd be a cool like entryway to the Candy Kingdom, to immortal sphinxes and the you know psychic battle. So yeah, anything else on this one? Yeah, that's about it. Well, bring it on home then, Alex. Bring it on uh, home. Yeah. Uh, if you like the show, tell your friends. Um, 
that's pretty much it. Wizbizpodcast.bsky.social. Uh, so go to Blue Sky. Find us there. Um, that's and yeah, yeah. Uh, but also wizbizpodcast.com yes. for our website. Wizbizpodcast.com for our website for links and whatnot. And that's about it. We will catch you in uh, a single fortnight. Yes. Happy New Year again. The ending was not Billy Bubble.